Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Welcome back. It has been an exciting week. Now, in podcast land, this might be old news by this point, but if you've been following the GameStop stuff recently, it is hilariously curious, but also quite concerning because it could mean the revocation of rights for retail traders. And I really wouldn't be surprised if they do it at this point. If you are not familiar with what's been going on, Basically, a bunch of people on Reddit discovered, or after one guy discovered, that a hedge fund was slowly building a massive short position, betting against a company called GameStop, which is similar to Blockbuster, a bit of an old school analog company that was they thought was going down the drain. Someone caught wind of it, posted on Reddit and was like, lol, guys, why don't we all just buy loads of GameStop shares? And completely screwed over this hedge fund and cost them in excess of 70 billion is the figure I heard. And that's because they bought out all the stocks while the hedge fund had shorted more than the actual um, number of stocks available. And it just caused them a, a big problem. So now the hedge fund are calling foul play. And it's the equivalent of your big brother losing against you on Tekken or Mortal Kombat and being like, oh, fuck off. And then just turning off the console. So it's basically that, but playing out in real time, which is going to be really interesting to see how that turns out. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this podcast. I just thought it was quite an interesting thing to really, really the cherry on top of the last couple of years being so weird. Anyway, I wanted to to talk to you about a mistake that we are constantly realizing that we have made over the last few years. And I always think that when we document these mistakes, there's a lot of value for you in avoiding those mistakes for you in your future fit in your future growth with your fitness business. And this one is about future proofing your decisions. Very often when you're selecting a piece of software or you're choosing a system for coaching your clients or you're designing a process, if it's for your marketing, your delivery or whatever, you often go with what's easy at the time because there's low friction to setting it up. Sometimes doing that can come round and bite you in the bum, just like shorting GameStop shares. There we go. I managed to loop it back in. Tenuous, but you'll have to give me that one. There's many examples recently where we chose the short-term easy option and ended up absolutely scuppering ourselves in the later, in the future. And you might have used a product, for example, that encodes client data in a way that can't be exported in the future and then you end up trying to sift through excel spreadsheets and getting your hands dirty to try and undo that or migrating users over because you try to use a cheap bit of software and later on you realize that actually you should have just gone for the more expensive one and saved you the hassle really what's happening is that 
you're backloading your effort rather than front-loading it, dealing with the hassle head-on and just sorting the problem once and for all. And then your future self will thank you. Because remember, your future self isn't this like happy-go-lucky person with an empty calendar and nothing to do. Your future self is going to have problems of their own. So don't give yourself future problems when you've already got other stuff to be contending with. If this is the only problem you have right now, then try and deal with it. Now, it's quite easy to say that when you haven't got much going on, but realistically, even during lockdown, we have limited bandwidth and sometimes we don't have the time or the mental resource to dedicate to finding the best solution. We have to just get something going. And this is a funny balance because I I recognise the difference between never starting something because you're looking for the perfect solution and perfectionism. Neither of them are a particularly good outcome for your business because you end up either just running around sloppily, just doing stuff and then causing yourself problems that you have to solve later, or sat there neurotically wound up trying to make decisions that never end up materialising. So you've got to find somewhere in between that will move you forward and finding what is good enough, but also future-proofed. And I think that is a really fine art. And that's where we come in. Genuinely, if you want to know what the best software, for example, is to coach your clients and will avoid you having to have problems in the future, then we have all of those recommendations for free in our members area. So you can find that on our website and get yourself set up once and for all properly and avoid the thousands of pounds and hundreds of hours, well, thousands of hours as well, that we've spent using bad systems, crap software, and then trying to migrate them over and then trying to hire someone on Upwork, even problems within these problems, like trying to hire someone. I'm just thinking now, like moving from MailChimp, which was in hindsight, not that good over to ClickFunnels. And then we had to hire someone to move from ClickFunnels to ActiveCampaign. And and each time you end up not only with the problem of migrating, but also the problem of finding the right guy who can do the job. And then and then sometimes if you go a bit cheap on that, you end up with someone who you have communication problems with or does an incomplete job. But it just causes you so much more hassle later on. I think my advice for that would just be any big project that you have, recognise that it's going to have some hassle, deal with the hassle head on and give yourself 50% more time than you think you need to do it. This is where it pays to be really pessimistic and to say, okay, this is going to be a ball ache. In fact, it's going to be 50% more ball ache than I thought, but I'm just going to dive in and deal with it because once you've done it, it's completely sorted. As I always say, there's definitely parallels that you can find with doing stuff for your clients where they might try and take the short-term easy option with their training or with their diet and you'll be the one stepping in and saying, hang on, if you do this, that's going to compound negatively over the next six months. So do it right. Learn proper squat technique now and save yourself knee surgery in a few years' time. Many other examples of that too. And a book that I've read this year, and I'm actually reading it as slowly as I can because it's so full of really targeted insight for me particularly. And I think 
for probably most people in this decade. And the book is called Essentialism by Greg McEwen. If you haven't read it or if you've heard of it, I would 100% recommend giving that a listen. It's really on the top three books, I'd say, of true life-changing approaches. It is a single message book, but it's not the kind of thing that you can just get the message from reading a summary. He really dives into the, the topic. And the whole idea is that you are often faced with hundreds, if not infinite, good opportunities. And you have to sacrifice the good for the excellent, the good for the great, and really focusing on the vital few things that are going to really move the needle rather than the trivial many. One of the techniques that he recommends in the book is reverse piloting something. This is the equivalent of trying a new habit, but in, in reverse. So it's a way to create bandwidth for yourself, which is you look at what you're doing currently, take an audit of all the habits, all the ways you're spending your time, all the bits of software you're using, all the whatever, and you say, I'm going to try not doing this thing for two weeks and see what happens. See how much damage it causes to my life. Sometimes it will improve your life, but sometimes it'll cause a bit of damage, but not enough to warrant doing the thing again. For example, Facebook. If you go off Facebook for two weeks, assuming there's no marketing gain for you, assuming your marketing channels are over Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you might find socially, what do you lose out on? You maybe miss a couple of birthday reminders, but you freed up an hour and a half a day. Is that a worthwhile trade-off? Absolutely. So then you say, I've caused myself this problem of losing out on missing birthday reminders. How can I get those reminders without having to be subject to all of the downside of having a Facebook account? Great. I just put them into my iCal, have a reminder. Yes. So that, that's where a reverse pilot might work really well. One of the other things that I got from this is which problem do I want? And here's how it applies to future-proofing your decisions. Imagine you're looking at your gravestone. This one really got me, actually, because I am I used to be quite obsessive about trying to always clear my inbox and, and until I got to the point where I just can't. Like The messages coming inbound are so great and so frequent that you just can't keep on top of them all the time. And if you imagine on your gravestone, it said, great guy, always kept on top of his inbox. It didn't do any real deep work, but it would always get back to you within 24 hours. That's a bit of a crap situation. And realizing that you will cause yourself other problems by not responding to messages, but the gain is that you get real deep work done. You're never going to be annoyed that you got too much deep work done, but your inbox is behind. It's really just a case of choices and recognizing that, yes, I will face this downside. I will face this problem by choosing to not check my email six times a day. But I'm happy with that. I'm comfortable with that being the cost and really accepting that is going to be the case. A similar thing for this is setting your boundaries in advance. And this applies massively to online coaching. Not just when your boundaries are challenged and you get a client that's 
chasing six hours after they sent you a message being like, hello, are you there? You you need to set that in advance so that both the client and you are aware that you check emails or you check, not email, you, you shouldn't be coaching on email if you are, stop it. It's a bad idea, trust us. You set the boundaries in advance on your client coaching platform saying, I check messages every 48 hours or on reporting day, I check it after 24 hours. That way the client knows what to expect, they're happier and you maintain your sanity and you can also get back to them in a much more considered way rather than reactively where you're not really thinking about your answer, you're just trying to clear the inbox and you might give them a subpar service at the end. Something that I thought was great from this is he said, if you can't articulate your boundaries to yourself and to others, then you can't expect others to understand them. So don't resent your clients for disrespecting your boundaries if you've not made them clear, if you've not made the expectations of the of the product clear. And then if you feel guilty about that, just need to make sure that your price is matched with the level of access that you give to people. Yes, if you're charging thousands of pounds for a, a product, then clients, you, know, you, you should reasonably say, okay, I'll, I will get in touch with my clients, I'll get back to you. Whereas if you're selling like a five pound ebook, and someone's basically asking for personal coaching from you, you don't owe them a response. It would be good customer service to do that, but they have not paid for coaching for a five pound ebook. That's really the the key point there. And the best way to figure that out is in times when you're overrun and you feel twinges of resentment because those twinges of resentment are the identifier for the fact that you've not communicated your boundaries properly. So I hope this podcast was useful. There's a couple of ideas to play with. The main one is future-proof your decisions. Make sure that you front load as much as possible the effort so that you can not cause yourself problems in the future. And when you're doing that, make sure that you're striking the balance between thinking about things properly, executing well and doing it once, but also avoiding perfectionism by staying forever in the hole of never starting. As a couple of experiments that you can try in doing that, you can test out the reverse pilot approach, figuring out which problem do you want, the fact that you always kept up, kept on top of your inboxes, or the fact that you did too much deep work. I know which problem that I would want to have. Okay, let us know if you have any questions, anything that you want us to address. And also, we are now taking voice messages from you guys if you have anything in particular that you want to talk through your personal situation, just let us know what is your current situation, what's your desired situation, and what your question is, and we will do our best to help on the next episode. Okay, speak soon. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast, and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. 
If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode. Thank you.